Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Nurses say that the threat of violence is increasingly a part of their jobs, and both hospitals and college instructors are finding ways to help them maintain their safety in the face of that danger. This troubling landscape is the focus of a new piece by our partners at KSDK. That's five on your side. The story aired yesterday on Channel 5, and here to talk about it is reporter Jenna Barnes. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Jenna, you talked to a number of nurses. How worried are they about this issue of of potentially being attacked by patients or, or hospital visitors? It's a serious worry, and they see it on the rise every day in hospital settings, nurses and administrators, and they're they're trying to change it to make it better. So one of the experts you talked to suggested a few factors might be fueling this increase. Um, what would you point to as maybe some of the factors there? The consensus seems to be we have a, a growing mental health crisis in our country and also rampant opioid abuse, and those two factors combined make it even more difficult for nurses to do their jobs, more volatile. Now, you talked to a nurse named Britt Phillips, and she dealt with a really scary incident in 2015. Let's listen. I was attacked. It was July 2015. I was working a night shift at a hospital. Britt says she was helping a patient with a personality disorder at SSM Health St. Joseph Hospital in Wentzville. I had to step in and prevent her from hurting herself. In the process of doing that, Um, She managed to pick me up and throw me against the wall and against the floor several different times. This cut on her back is from the impact with a TV. When help did get there, she still was very combative and aggressive and threw me a couple more times. Britt was out of work for a month, recovering from her mostly internal injuries. She says the physical reminder of the attack hasn't gone away. Definitely, I still feel it. That's Britt Phillips, a longtime nurse who talked to Jenna Barnes at Five on Your Side. Now, Jenna, she seems to have channeled any angst from this incident into trying to help other nurses. Tell us about what she's up to. Yes, she's an instructor at UMSL. She teaches nursing students. And because this happened to her, because she's experienced this and she knows what an issue it really is, she's using some of her own training, awareness training, safety training, and what she's gone through to incorporate that into her lessons. We got to visit one of her um, behavioral health nursing classes. And it wasn't she wasn't teaching self-defense, but she was talking about um, psych patients and how to treat them. And she was using her own expertise. Like, you know, if you're going to get up in this patient's face, how are they going to react? And kind of giving them that awareness training on how to how to help themselves, really. And the universities are, are welcoming this, that that uh, instructors are now adding this to their courses. Absolutely. What Britt wants to see, this isn't, you know, part of the curriculum. There's no certification with this training, but that's kind of her goal to get this in uh, this formal setting certified. So these nurses have this training when they enter the field for their jobs. So what kind of measures are you seeing hospitals taking to try to keep nurses and other employees safe? Yeah, we spent a a good amount of time at SSM Health. We were focused at St. Mary's. We talked to their chief nursing officer. Uh, This year, they started tracking incidents of verbal and physical violence attacks against nurses. That's a new step they're taking because Mm -hmm. they're trying to understand the scope of the problem and also what leads up to these incidents and how do they prevent them from happening in the future. They're also in the in the emergency department. We saw they've posted signs saying aggressive behavior will not be tolerated. They're increasing the use of their metal detector, which they had fewer hours before. They're adding hours for that to make sure no one's bringing in weapons. And there's this really interesting pilot program they're doing. They have these little personal alarms that some of the staff in the emergency department are wearing around their neck. And when they pull that alarm, it makes this 
super loud noise. I mean, it like almost pierced my eardrums listening to it. And no one at the time had had to use it yet. But they're testing it to see if that's, you know, a feasible option for the future. Is the goal with that kind of alarm to summon someone for help or just to scare the person attacking oh, them? I wonder. <laughs> I mean, I'd be question. frightened. If... I think it's to summon for help because, you know, if you're in a... In, a room alone with a patient and you're in trouble, you pull that really quickly and everyone's going to hear it. You need it to echo outside the walls. Yes, and it definitely does. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you can attest to that. Now, some of your other interviews suggested that um, part of the problem is a lack of data. What are they hoping to see? Um, Are they looking for this on a a statewide level? Yes. Um, The Missouri Nurses Association is working to get legislation passed that would require hospitals to track incidents like we know SSM is doing, but they would require require them to track them, document them, send the data to the state, and then the state could report out those numbers. Because the issue right now is nobody really knows how big this crisis is. There, the theory is if we had those numbers, we could see the scope and maybe we could diagnose it better. Okay. So they're working on getting a bill for this. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what first got you interested in this story? I have to give a shout out to a coworker. Her name's Erin Ritchie. She's an investigative researcher, and her passion is kind of digging deep into these subjects. She found more than a dozen court documents, um, people charged in the St. Louis area just since June for attacking hospital staff. And mm-hmm. some of these attacks are incredibly violent. They're scary. And when they brought those to, to my attention, I was I was shocked. I didn't know this was going on. So these are people who were patients who are now facing criminal charges for for attacking their own nurses. Yes. There's one that really stood out to us. Um, At Barnes Jewish Hospital, there was a patient who punched a nurse in the face so hard that he lost consciousness, fell back, hit his head on the floor, um, fractured his skull, had brain bleeding. He didn't regain consciousness for 24 hours. So some of these, I mean, Britt, you know, is telling her story and she says hers isn't as bad as a lot of others. And we're seeing that in these in these documents. Wow. So as you say, a lot of this goes back to the mental health crisis in this country. But how frightening yeah. for people on the front lines. Exactly. So Jenna Barnes of KSDK, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And you can catch Jenna's full report at KSDK.com. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWN. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.